Okay, so let's see. I think uh, Nick, start talking. Hello. Hello. Is this still during the mic check? Yeah, I just want to see if like our levels are gonna peak, and like just compare <laughs> the. Sound. Oh, oh, we already peaked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. Yeah, hold on. I'm I'm like trying to turn down the volume a bit. Uh, hmm. hmm. Uh, dicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to test it. <laughs> I just I imagine some like a lead singer coming out on a on, on stage like mm, dicks. <laughs> so I'm also eating like this watermelon I got because watermelons are on sale and it's in season right now. Fucking delicious. Watermelon used to be one of my uh, one of my favorite fruits, but after moving out of my house, like. I didn't have my mom to cut it up and <laughs> and buy it, so it's always like a good process to go out and buy a a watermelon and then cut it up. Wow! <laughs> so I haven't had watermelon in, in a while, except if it's like prepared somewhere. I like it's the best at a barbecue. Get like a cheeseburger and a hot dog and a big slice of watermelon. Bomb. 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 Hmm. I'm a little confused about like what. Is this still recording on the second track? I I don't even know anymore. Huh. Interesting. Do you have a favorite fruit? Uh, well, y- yeah, I mean, all right. So, I think, Oh god. What the fuck? It's uh, it's a yes or no question, and then the follow-up is what is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see. <laughs> nah, cuz I do have a favorite fruit. Like, right? I, okay, say, what is it? I'd say oranges, but I think it used to be cool. cherries. Used to be? Yeah, yeah, it used to be. Cause like I'm like allergic to cherries now. Yikes! Yeah, like that. That shit happens, man. Like eventually, one day you'll wake up and you just can't have your favorite fruit anymore, and that sucks. Damn. Yeah, like my, I, my, I used my, to. Uh, my dad has an uh, a cherry allergy as well. Oof. And I think he used to enjoy cherries a lot as well. Can you have like the fake ones, like the maraschino? Yeah, cherries? yeah, I can do that. Um, Are it, those even real? Are they fake? I, I, I don't know. I mean, you want to look it up? I, I think they're, I think they're actually fake. They, I'm not sure. They don't taste real. <laughs> they don't taste oh, yeah. like regular no. cherries. <laughs> not at all. No. But they're bomb on top of a sundae. Absolutely. But some people don't like it. Like my sister doesn't like it. I don't know why. I could have like one of them, but when it, there's like more than that, and they're drenched in cher- like that that slime, it's syrup. It's a little too much. Yeah, the syrup. Yeah. Yeah, you know, actually. All right. Also, I need like an actual, like chair for my computer station because like I'm sitting on this like metal fucking ten dollar chair from Walmart, and that fold that fold up chair that we got. You know, uh, when when you and I went <laughs> and got like hot dogs and a beer. <laughs> Yeah, on the first night in Virginia. The, yeah. the out, outdoors chairs. Yeah, 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 that one. You're sitting on that? Yeah. My back Yikes. is going to hurt like hell tomorrow. So. Is this the first time you're using the chair? Did your chair just break or something? No, I don't I don't have like a computer chair. I just never bought one yet. I just like, I don't know. I just never thought I needed it yet. 
yet? Y- yeah. <laughs> I don't know. When's, when's going to be the right time? I'll, I mean, probably this week because I feel like I'll probably be sitting here doing this podcast stuff and other things. I don't know. It's actually kind of interesting because I was thinking about getting a new bed because I've been waking up with back pains a lot. And I, don't, I think my bed's too soft. Too soft? Yeah, as weird as that sounds, like it seems like the stigma for beds is to get something that's soft and something that like feels really comfortable. But I kind of like sink into it, and my I don't know, it doesn't doesn't support my back or my neck very well. So I'm thinking about getting a new mattress. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like my my mattress is firm. It, it's it's definitely firm. So and. I don't know. I I like your mattress though. It's it's like it's a good level soft. Thanks, bro. I get I get good compliments on it, but like I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I don't know. You can you can look it up online, man. I mean, I've looked I like two for two. I bought mattresses online from Amazon, and like they're 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 good. They are p good. That's something I can't see myself doing. I feel like that's something I need to go in store and try. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, if if you have like a local mattress store right next to you and you're like, eh, I'm going to go in and just like lay on this mattress for like 10 minutes and see how it feels. Sure. But hey, have you have you seen the um, Adam Ru- Adam ruins everything on mattresses and shit? No, I kind of don't like him. I think he's kind of annoying the way he talks. I could see so that. No. I I could see that, but I think he has like legitimate points though, like in, in terms. Oh, of, oh yeah, like, I think he does. Yeah, like. But having to listen to him say it, I don't really. I don't vibe with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but what what is he? Does, do you know what his points are? Um. Well, I mean, if you really want a TLDR of it, it's like mattress mattress sales are a scam, which I agree because they're all like marked up and it's the same shit. You know, it's actually really funny you bring up uh, about like how they're overpriced. I met this dude at a bar a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. and he does uh, real estate management. He actually does the Bloomberg building, which is pretty cool. Uh, and across the street from the Bloomberg building, he just recently sold uh, about, a, I think it was a, a 30,000, 3,000, oh, no, I, I think it was 13,000 square foot uh, storefront to Tempur-Pedic. Okay. And, and I don't know. I was wondering, like, I asked him, how much does that cost? And he says, well, it costs them about $300 per square foot. And that's 13,000 square feet. So we're talking upwards of like 400 to 500K per month just okay. for a mattress display. Okay. And so we're looking at what six million dollars per year, just for rent. Okay. Just to keep the doors open. That doesn't include electricity and water and whatever, all of the uh, externals. So that means just to keep that store baseline, they get to sell at least six million dollars worth of mattresses. Damn. And then- at least just for, at least just and that's just for the New York City storefront right not not including all the other showrooms they have and all the logistics that they have to care for and the and the manufacturing and the materials and all the laborers like how how does it even make sense 
it's not like a grocery store where people are coming in and out all day long and they're buying and buying a, a, a bunch of different products. It's like, how many mattresses can you sell in one storefront? Right, right. <clears throat> but I mean, see, see, that's that's a wild thing, right? So like, so any like mattress store, right? Like you need a lot of space, right? Because you want to show off all your mattresses, right? And like a mattress is not small. You know, you have like kings everywhere, right? So like if you have that much space and, you know, getting that much space in like New York City is not cheap. Not at all. And and when we're talking $500,000 per month, that's how many mattresses do you have to sell just to keep up with the monthly rent? That's true. But you also have to think about like how much like an average mattress costs, right? Well, how much is that? Is that like a uh, a high-end Tempur-Pedic, right? Because it's a Tempur-Pedic store. Uh-huh. I imagine the average cost is $1,000, probably more. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I think my my parents bought their King mattress when I like – I don't know. Sometime before I was born or something, when uh, and that was like two thousand dollars for them. So I'm Yikes. thinking like you know, really good mattresses nowadays are like five thousand up. You know. Okay, well, let's go on the low end and say it's a thousand dollars. And for easy math, yeah, if they want to break even on five hundred k rent, they gotta they gotta sell five hundred mattresses per month I out guess. of that store. Yeah, there's no way. How many New York City residents are going to the Tempur-Pedic store to buy a mattress? Uh, you know, That's I a lot. Know. Maybe okay. it's not. I mean, there's 4 million people in New York City. <clears throat> Probably not. Yeah, I, I think it's like, I think that's achievable. 500 is achievable. I guess so. Maybe that is realistic. Oh. I don't know. I've never really been in the mattress sales business before. It just It didn't seem realistic to me. Okay, so I'm looking at mattress.com and it says uh a queen set can cost you anywhere from $250 to uh okay that's three zeros $5,000 yeah okay <laughs> what kind of range is that yeah right so like i'm thinking like the 250 is like a shit spring mattress yeah you're talking like two planks of wood and a rubber, a rubber band <laughs> yeah you're you're basically sleeping on like newspapers. But what is uh, if you? Ha- I'm looking it up now. I'm look. I'm curious what a Tempur-Pedic cost. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, that's true. Uh, Tempur- Let's see. Sh- shopping for mattresses. Oh my god, dude. Oh god. Oh wow. It's it's like starting at twenty four hundred. Holy oh, yeah. my. Yeah. Okay. So if they sell one mattress, they make rent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're good. <laughs> Maybe it is viable. Okay, so I guess it goes the other way. If they have to sell probably a hundred mattresses, right? But again, at that price point, I, I'm I, I don't know. That's just you know, well, that's a hard sell. You, you also have to think too, like not everyone's actually buying this for like. What well, yes, they are buying it for twenty five hundred, right? But like, you remember at the furniture store, like I I got that uh uh, uh what was it finance for like six months, right? 
yeah people are probably financing it and like the cre- like the credit companies are are the ones who's actually like you know dishing out like 2500 but like people are paying you know them in credit so like it's more feasible right so like a $2500 mattress I, I could pay that in credit like $300 a month or something like that right so like that's not bad like put a down payment of 300 like walk out with a $300 mattress you're good but obviously you're just going to keep paying for it right oh i i, I don't doubt the ability of people to pay for the mattress. I just, I just can't imagine them selling a hundred of them. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, uh, fuck, I forgot. Who, who was the guy's name at the furniture store? Oh, fuck, I forgot. Oh, oh my God, was it Diego? I, I don't know. No, he, he was like some like, it was uh, I think he was some Egypt. with an E, with an E. Enron. Uh, <laughs> Enron. <laughs> Dude, it was something like that. Bro, oh, I don't know. I wish I, wish I had his card right now because, like, he, he was the man. But then again, dude, like, he's been selling furniture since, like, fucking, like, 65. So, like, he knows his shit and he knows how to get you to buy it. He could be our first guest on the podcast. I yeah, I mean yeah, why not, right? I'll just go back and be like, hey, can I get a computer chair? And also, you want to be on the <laughs> podcast? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just can't see a mattress store selling 100 mattresses. Um, even even more than I can see like a Tesla dealership. And we we I saw a Tesla dealership the other day in the middle of Manhattan. I can't imagine people walking in there and buying 100 Teslas per month. I mean, there there has to be a market for it, right? Like, if there wasn't, then there wouldn't be these stores. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I think mostly storefronts now are just to get foot traffic and just to get, like, brand recognition. Like, how many people walk in? I, I can't – I don't know. I just don't see – like, mattresses last for 10 years, right? Like, a good mattress can last you for 10 years. I just can't see that many – Let's say they have a ten percent turnover rate. They gotta have a thousand people come in per month and sell a hundred, which okay. is pretty high. Yeah, I would say it's 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 probably even less, like a one percent turnover. They gotta they gotta have ten thousand people walk in and sell a hundred. I, I I just don't see that. I don't know. Uh, but I don't. but maybe it's just for it's for advertising. Like oh, here's a big Tempur-Pedic, and this is our brand, and we're in the middle of New York City. We're an important brand. I I I think that I th- I think there's there's two things there, right? So like. Having, uh, I think you're right, like, having the storefront there, like, is huge brand recognition in New York City, right? Because, like, even if you don't go in, like, go in and be like, I'm going to drop 2500 on the mattress right now, you might do it online, you know? Like, people, like, go into the store and be like, eh, I'll think about it, and then they'll order it online because they already tried it, right? Right, so, right, maybe they'll find, like, a coupon code or a discount. Right, so, uh, not, like... Nonetheless, even if they don't get the sales, actually, you know that that brings up an important question. Like, where online sales that doesn't go to that store, right? That does that doesn't like add to that store's, uh, you know, um, I guess income revenue revenue, right? So, I guess it doesn't necessarily count then, but it does count overall in in the company's like brand and like uh, market, right? Right, right, but. If it, let's assume that Tempur-Pedic is in a franchise company and it's all owned by one entity. It doesn't really. I guess 
uh, we're thinking of it too literally. Like all the sales from that store go to that rent. All the sales from all the stores and all the online sales go to everything. So they support all the rent of all the establishments across the globe. They don't need to sell 100 mattresses out of this store per month to make rent. Does that, they just need to sell at does, least 100 worldwide to pay for the New York City rent. Is that, is that how that works though? Because like do you um, – like – when your store doesn't do well, does like corporate give you that extra money? I don't, I don't think it works like that. I think that's if it, if it's uh, my my example was if it was not a franchise and it's just owned by one entity. It's okay. not like someone buys the franchise and opens the store themselves. Okay. Okay. To them, I think the advertising yeah. and the marketing for the brand is important to have the store here, but right. it might not generate any revenue for the company besides getting foot traffic into the doors and people on the website and people knowing the brand more. Okay, okay. But the rest of the sales worldwide, online, in-store, whatever, whatever the revenue is, however they generate it, goes yeah. to supporting the storefront. Okay, okay. All right, yeah, sure. I think that I think that's fair. Yeah. Man... Also, so now, like off the top of ma- of mattresses, right? Um, I have so I don't know why, but like I think I should probably invest in like a good mic stand for my mic or something, or like or like a tabletop mic. I don't know something, some other mic stand. Because right now my mic stand is pretty shit, and like when you tighten it, if the mic's too heavy, like it's still gonna like you know fall like you know down so i had to put a counterweight on the opposite end so i put like you know i i got like a plastic bag (laughs) (laughs) and then put like my like soccer trophy that's about the same weight as my mic (laughs) okay (laughs) so it's a nice counterbalance so it doesn't like actually fall over it's actually kind of funny super super ghetto though anyways definitely uh kudos for you know macgyvering that up but what do you use the mic stand for I mean, obviously your mic, but what are you using? I guess what are you using the mic for? What do you mean? I'm, I'm using it to talk to you right now. Oh, I'm imagining. I'm in, I'm in my own little bubble. I'm thinking you're using a headset. No, yeah, no. I could have. I think the I think the headset quality wouldn't be that bad either, because like my the headset I have is not that bad. But um, I was like, yeah, you know, I have the mic here. Like, what might as well just use it. Yeah, no, I was wondering. I was wondering what headset you were using because, oh, I, I know which headset you have, but it's like you sound really clear. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the mic that this 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 one has is actually not that bad either. But I think, um, yeah, I don't I don't really know um, how it sounds. Maybe next time I'll try out see see the difference. But this is like a like vocal recording mic, so I was like, I'll use it. Although there is like mics designed for like podcasts and stuff, because like so with this vocal recording mic, it's like it's standing straight up, so it like it kind of is annoying because it like impairs my vision slightly, right? Because I can just see a mic in front of my face, and it's kind of annoying. But like there are other vocal mics where like you, they're like no, you know, like the normal mics you sing into in karaoke and shit like that, right? So uh, yeah, like the when you um you can have that slightly tilted down and it would still be okay in terms of capturing like the sound correctly, right? But this this one you actually have to like sing and like talk into it to get the full vocal range, whereas the other vocal mic like is designed for you to hold or like adjust a little so that even if you talk 
and it's like not on eye level, you can it still captures like the sound really nicely. So I might invest in that if we keep doing this a lot. So like just so that I can actually see and not have like a mic in between my eyes. That's one of those uh, I, like the directed audio mics. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it only it only detects like in a certain area. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I I was thinking about getting something like that, but mm, I'm still thinking about it for now. For now, this is good enough, but like I said, it's still kind of annoying. Um, but then again, I'm not really doing anything on my computer, so it doesn't really matter. The only thing I'm like really doing is just like watching the levels, not peak, which is actually kind of cool. It's like kind of like therapeutic in a way. You just kind of like watch these waveforms like showing up on your screen. <clears throat> I know I, I've spoken to you about this a lot, but the whole idea of audio visualization, I think that's super neat. And I don't know, I've, I do find something soothing about watching music, if that makes sense. Not in the sense of a music video, but like watching the waveforms of the sound that music makes. I think it's beautiful. I mean, it's cool, but how good are you with the, like your Fourier transforms? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not very good. <laughs> and and even, even when I was good at it, I still wasn't very good. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there are more than enough libraries that help you with, like, signal processing and stuff. So you could do it. Oh, undoubtedly. But I, I've, try, I've tried so many times to do that. But it's really hard to sniff the output of a sound card. Just how you were setting up the podcast today where you're routing your... Yeah. input uh -huh. into your output yeah or the other way around you're routing your output into your input like you're doing that on a hardware level you're just like i guess you have some wire some cable yeah 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 i just have right uh like so i have a usb mixer um that i use for recording so like the whole the whole like usb interface is designed to uh take in like input from different mics and stuff and then change that to usb uh, signal and then you can capture that on any audio recording program so yeah that's the best way to do it is to have some interface like that so that you can capture it or or uh, if you had like a USB mic that works too that that would work just as well right right and I've explored that and that works fine for getting the input yeah or I guess more the output um, but what I really wanted to do was find a way of just sniffing the sound card output like directly from the sound card so that no matter what audio you're playing whether it's from a movie or a youtube video or spotify you could just sniff the output and visualize it directly from the sound card before it hits your speaker okay but i, I found that really difficult there are some sound cards that allow you to like the drivers allow you to put i guess redirect the output somewhere okay and you can kind of you can kind of split the output sure. one goes to your speaker and one goes to some socket that you've programmed that to sniff on okay but when you split the output do you have like packet loss and stuff because that's usually a problem isn't in it isn't it uh i don't know i'm sure well i think i guess audio in its by nature has a lot of packet loss right like there's a lot of frequency loss there as it is especially during compression time okay and i don't think it's really obvious when you're mm. listening, I would think that there's a pretty normal amount of packet loss okay. in any normal sound card. I would imagine it's very, very low if if it's even you know even if it exists at all. Um, okay. So I, I would I would imagine that there's no packet loss, but there's always possibility for that. Okay. But 
I, I wanted to find a way to do that. I didn't want to buy a, a unique sound card. The one in my laptop that doesn't have that functionality. The one in my desktop doesn't have that functionality. Okay. Um, so I was, just, I was trying to like just look into some APIs that allow you to do that. Okay. There's some in C++, but I couldn't get them to work. Or there's like no no good documentation for it. Um, so I kind of just gave up on it. But it's always something that I wanted to explore. Just because I find it so mesmerizing to just watch music. Yeah. I mean, if you figure that out, let me know. Because like, I, I kind of want to do that uh, the whole video thing I was talking to you about. Like where it cuts cuts a video for you on your video editor. Cause like I saw I saw someone someone on YouTube I forgot who who it was but um someone on YouTube did like a uh, wrote a program to like kind of like edit their own videos right so like the it was like machine learning and it learned how to like edit and put together videos which was pretty cool I didn't watch the whole thing but like the whole concept was pretty interesting and then again like today like it got me thinking I was like you know that's actually pretty possible in terms of like a podcast because like. You know, in, in in instance like this, you would you would cut to like my face, right? Because I'm I'm talking and like and like it wouldn't there would be no reason to just look at your face because you're just staring at the camera and like listening to me, right? So nothing's happening. So like when you watch podcasts, like videos, like that's what happens when someone's talking and switches to the pers- the main person that's talking, and then like it might switch to interjections depending on like the person editing the video. Um, but sometimes like they just you know let the person interject but keep it on the keep the focus on the main conversation you know so i was thinking like if you create a program that can like differentiate between like interjections and like a full on like you know uh full context like you know paragraph then you can keep the camera cut in the same spot and then they can just edit your videos for you which would be pretty cool i don't know if it's possible but i i, I don't see why not you know I definitely see it being possible. If yeah, uh, it seems like that's a pretty huge need that I would think a lot of solo podcasters need, or just like independent podcasters who don't have editors right. need. Especially if they're doing like a long sitting. Yeah, it's probably a, it's probably a pain in the ass to sit through a four hour podcast that you just spoke through and yeah. then rewatch all of it. Yeah, and then synchronize all the audio to the video. That seems like a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, if you if you yeah yeah, I mean, okay. So if you, if you capture the video and audio in like pretty much about the same time, you can adjust like the sound, like it shouldn't be that hard to just like shift the sound over just to get the sound correct. But it's just annoying. Cause then like now you have two splices of video, you'd have multiple, cause you'd have multiple cameras, right? So you have like multiple splices of videos that are just like still shots of that person. And then you'd have to cut between, you'll have to manually go find those points and then cut between right um in a studio it's it's a little different because like if you ha- actually had this someone recording it from studio they do it live and when you do it live then you just have one stream that's just going back and forth and back and forth and it like splices for you which is pretty cool but obviously not everyone has that uh has that equipment to do that you know so like i did that in high school which was actually kind of cool like I, I i went into like the local tv studio because i was doing a film um I think it was, like, the summer internship. Like, I just went in and, like, edited films and, like, learned how to do things like that. Uh, and that was actually kind of fun. Uh, so, like, live shoots, like, I was able to, like, you know, uh, be, like, the director and, like, just cut to different camera angles depending on who's speaking and stuff like that. And that was actually interesting. 
I definitely think the potential is there for building software like that. And I noticed that GoPro actually has something like that. Um, when I was using my GoPro recently, they ha actually have this app that you kind of just upload all of your videos to onto your phone. Yeah. And you give it a few clips or even one long clip. Like you can give it one 10 minute clip and it'll just cut and chop out all like the cool, what it deems as like cool parts. And it, it determines that based on uh, how fast you were going or how high you went or the, the altitude um, or how many people are in the, in the same frame of the shot. Huh. Um, and, uh, there's even a feature where you can tell like, oh, that was sick. And it'll hear that and it'll add that to the, to the, to any cut that you make and it'll highlight it for you. Wow. That's interesting. That's so there's definitely really some cool. audio analysis there and some video analysis there, yeah, which yeah. is super neat. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like for this, it would be, it, I think it would just be pure audio analysis um, just cause like, it's just us talking into a mic. So there's no video that has to like, you know, correspond to it necessarily. I mean, like, unless I was like trying to show someone on like the camera, but that's a little different. But at the same time, like once, if you had like the audio on that person anyways, like the camera is already pointed there. So it's like, it doesn't matter. But anyway, so that, I think that's like a future project I'll probably like look into. But, uh, for now I'm still stuck on my AI. So I'm, uh, on my checkers AI. So I'm just, that. <laughs> you've, got, you've got so many projects to work on, man. No, man. Oh, I, I'm, boy. Working on, I'm working on one thing right now at home. So what happened to the calculator? What calculator? Oh, uh... <laughs> what happened to that one? dude? Yeah. 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 Okay. So that one, that one is pretty much done. There's no like crazy like ai involved in it it's just like putting in numbers nice. and shit right so the only thing i was in the middle of configuring was the xml file because i was like i i don't feel like going into like the source code and then like putting in numbers i was like let me just put in this config file put in an xml there you go so and then i did that and then now now that i did it i haven't used it since <laughs> <laughs> it's super useful right yeah uh, I mean, I guess it's it was fun anyway while last. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it it was cool. I mean it it's definitely fun in general just to like do shit. Um, I did I uh I didn't know this, but um so Python has an argument parser. I didn't know that that it already arg parse, dude. Yeah, I, I I've never used it, so I was like, oh okay. But since I didn't know that, I was like, um, I want to like. You know, I want to make an argument parser because I want to use it at work and stuff. So I did that. I made like an argument parser that was like pretty nice. It just takes in the dictionary and says, hey, look for this, you know, whether or not check for this flag is like true or false or uh, check if or or the, you can set in the dictionary if you want to ch uh, set uh, check for the next argument and stuff like that. So I made myself. You're argument. actually nuts. You don't even understand how nuts you are. Why? It was not that hard. <laughs> The one thing that you haven't nailed about computer science yet is that the first thing you should ever do is Google it. It's like the number one rule. True, but I mean, come on. It's not that hard. It was not that hard to make an argument parser. It's not that hard, but your problem would have been solved in 15 seconds. Okay, by whatever. Parse. But, yeah, I get that. But still, come on. I wanted to learn, all right? What's of wrong course, with learning? What's wrong with learning? Right. No, learning's learning's great. You learning's know. great. Just Plus, I, I know that you're an advocate of working smarter and not harder. Actually, I don't know. Are you an advocate of that? I am. I mean, if I knew about it, I probably would have. <laughs> <been. laughs> 
<laughs> like, if I knew about it, I probably wouldn't have done it. But, like, I didn't know about it. So, like, I made it. And then, like, I t- so I was at work. I made it. And I, I told my uh, told my uh, friend Oscar, right? I'm like, hey, uh, Oscar. I was like, hey, if you want to use this, I have, like, this uh, argument parser. <laughs> right? And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, you know, there's uh, this thing in Python called arg parser. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> uh, Oscar, why does that ring a bell? <laughs> Why does Oscar ring a bell? I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of George. What's George? up with George? What? Who's George? The guy, the Corona guy, the guy. Oh, he got arrested. Oh yeah, Jorge, 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 Jorge. Yeah, yeah. What, what happened to Jorge? No, he almost got arrested. He didn't get arrested. Oh, he almost got okay. arrested. It, it was a it was a wild night. So like, what happened, right? So I'm not a hundred percent sure because I also didn't want to go upstairs and possibly get shot. So like, okay. I was like, I was like downstairs, right? So um, I I I see like you know the lights, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is weird. And I hear like, I hear the doors bang, and then uh, I'm like, what the fuck? Like you know, people need to sleep. It's like fucking twelve in the morning, right? And I'm like, well, I'm still awake because I'm watching TV and shit. So I'm like, this is kind of weird. And then like, uh, I hear the guy. He's like, uh, policia. I'm like, oh shit, someone's about to get arrested. So then I'm like, oh fuck. So then like, you know, I, I'm like trying to listen to the wall and I'm like, I can't really hear. And then I'm like, I think they're upstairs. So I think maybe I can like peek my head out the door and not die. So I like, I open the door and I start listening a little bit. And, uh, I hear Jorge, he's like upstairs crying and I'm like, God damn, what the fuck is going on, right? So, like, you know, I'm trying to listen. They're talking in Spanish, obviously. Um, and I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck they're saying. I, I'm just, like, trying to follow. I mean, Wait, like, were the police Spanish? Did they, yeah. Did they... <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, they had one, like, Hispanic cop who was speaking Spanish to him, right? Because, like, he's, okay. like, crying and whatever. So, like, so he's, they're trying to figure out what's going on. So I don't know what the hell is going on. I think he was just, like being loud and just like uh you know drunk obviously and then his neighbors called the cops because it's like 12 in the morning you shouldn't be that loud and drunk so he he was obviously intoxicated um but i think eventually like the cops calmed him down then like they made sure he was okay he wasn't gonna like you know freak out and do something like bad so then they left right so that, that, that was pretty much the story i was just wondering if like i was like i wonder what he did but obviously, it wasn't anything that was so dangerous that they had to, like, you know, take him away, right? So, that's pretty much it. And then, like, now I still see him around, like, walking upstairs with, like, coronas and shit, so. <laughs> I would expect nothing less from Jorge. Yeah. It was such a weird interaction we had with him. I, I found that so odd. I... I, 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 wait, I, I really, when he knocked on the door, or when, when you came in with him, I really thought he was from a different planet because I, he wasn't speaking English and he wasn't speaking Spanish. <laughs> it, it was it was like some in between language, and I wouldn't even call it Spanglish because I would think that I could understand some Spanglish, but I, I had no idea what he was saying Dude, he at was, all. He was just he was so drunk. He was just so drunk. He was just slurring his words. He was oh my so god, drunk. yeah, like oh my god. But I mean. I expect that, like, I don't know. I, I feel like in most, like, Hispanic cultures, um, they're very, like, they're very, like, uh, I don't even know uh, what's what's the word. They 
they they really like social interactions and like family right so like you know when when you're like really happy and you're drunk like you know you talk to anyone right so i i feel like in most hispanic cultures it's very like that so like when he was drunk when i asked him questions he was just like yo you want a beer i'm like that wasn't the question but okay <laughs> <laughs> He was he was very hospitable. Like took us right up to his place, offered us a selection of beers, mm-hmm. and I think there was a there was a bag of chips there too. Yeah, was, even off even offered us for us to put on any song we wanted. Yeah, great, I know. Great, great, great guy. Good very guy, awesome. good guy. Um, not really sure what he does. Um, I don't know. If I wanna, <laughs> I don't know if I how, how he pays for his apartment, or, or if he ever did he ever pick up his girlfriend? I'll never know. Hmm. I don't know. Did he steal my speaker? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> most, most likely. I don't know. <laughs> Still salty about that, you know. He's the only plausible suspect. Yeah. I'd say so. Man. I still what are you need to... on? I... This watermelon is, like, perfect. Oh, so, do you do this? All right. So when I buy watermelon, to check if the watermelon is good, I flick it. Well, I don't buy watermelon. We've already went over this, so no, oh, yeah. I probably don't. Well, to check for watermelon, I flick it, right? I flick it and listen to it, and like if it it's like a full thick sound, I'm like, yeah, that's the one. I take that one, right? But if it's like a hollow sound, it's not good. It's not good. You gotta you gotta get that full like thick sound when you flick it. And you also have to make sure too, like when you do that, you're when you're flicking the watermelon, like if it's sitting like between three watermelons or two, because there's a difference. Because that means the surface area in the back. Is really- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm serious. Oh no, I can't say I've done this before, but I uh, I know you're a smart guy and you have reasons for these things. No, I'm dead ass. Like this is how you do it. Like you flick the watermelon. This is how you do it, or this is how everyone does it. Okay, not everyone, but like I do it, and it's worked for me like ninety percent of the time. So, so a non-hollow flick means good. Yes, it has to be like a thick. Like if you like flicked. I don't know, like a stack of like papers, right? Versus you flicking like um uh fuck, I don't I don't know, like a guitar body, right? Okay. Like there's gonna be a different sound. So you want you <laughs> right. wanna hear that thick sound, like hitting like a stack of papers. Like you wanna hear that. Right? But like what I was trying to say, right, before you start cracking the fuck up and peeking the mics <laughs> Right, was that like when you flick the paper, right, or what paper, watermelon, if it's like the back of it is surrounded by like three different watermelons, then you're not going to get the same sound because it's like now you're covering like the back more, right? So if you're flicking two different watermelons, make sure that they're touching two different touching like two different watermelons more or less if it's if one's touching three and one's touching two you're not gonna under you're not gonna realize if one's more thicker than the other because uh your the sound's not gonna be the same right so i imagine the the one surrounded by three watermelons would absorb more vibration yes exactly so got, got it so yeah. wouldn't you want to 
remove the watermelon yeah, from that environment exactly right? so it's, you usually like if you're if it's like if it's on like a stack of watermelons right you're flicking one and the other you try to if you don't want to put it on your cart and then do it then you just try to uh move the watermelons around so that they're touching like the same amount of other watermelons so that you know the vibrations aren't being absorbed or they are but equally on each one well that's something else yeah but it works for me, man. 90% of the time, I get fucking bomb-ass watermelon. Are you a seedless kind of guy or a seed kind of oh, guy? Oh, absolutely seedless. Absolutely seedless? Absolutely, man. I, I, I do not like seeds. And also, my mom tells me that if I swallow a seed, a watermelon's going to grow in my stomach. <laughs> so. I remember the first time I heard that. It was on uh, Rugrats. And I think Angelica told Tommy Pickles that... Uh, that was gonna happen, and I I, 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 I wholeheartedly believe that. I, that was true. It's it's true, and it's gonna stay true. Okay, all right. Seedless it is. Yeah, seedless uh, it is. So I noticed yesterday I was walking past Whole Foods, and they had two different buckets: one of the seedless and one of the non-seedless. And the ones with seeds had that those uh, dark green stripes on them. Huh. And the seedless ones didn't. Maybe they just weren't ripe, but I'd they looked I don't they looked oddly different. Uh maybe. I I don't know. I'm not a watermelon expert beyond flicking it, so I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe the wrong person to ask. Yeah. When I uh when I walk by it again, I'm, I'll take a better look cuz I was Oh. I was curious. I'll, I'll go. They, they they just look different. They looked a lot different. Yeah. I'd like the the, the seeded seeded the the ones that was with seeds. <laughs> <laughs> like they 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 also looked more ovular, where yeah. the seedless ones were more like spherical. Okay. Is 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 your that, seed that seedless I one think spherical? I think I think that's a thing though. I think that uh you said seed like seeded ones are uh spherical or uh ovular. The se- the seeded ones are ovular and a little larger. Yeah, no. I think I think that's the thing though. I think it's just that I I actually do think that uh the the, the thing is uh is if it's like more like ovular then it's a that's a seeded watermelon. Let's see. Differences between... Where do watermelons grow? I don't know. Not on the trees. <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely not trees, dude. We, we already got coconuts up there. It, it's, it, it's on the ground. I, I, but I don't know what, like... I guess I don't know how to describe it. Because it's not a tree and it's not a root. Um, I don't know. But even like, what part of the world do they grow? Like, where where are they farmed? Where are they harvested? Like, I've never seen a watermelon farm. I've seen salmon farms. I've never seen a watermelon farm. Um, <laughs> dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what? Okay. Is that is that really it? Okay, hold on. Uh, man, if I had to live on a farm and only eat the the crops, I would live on a watermelon farm. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> Easy clap. So, seedless watermelons. First thing I didn't know: the seedless watermelons were created over fifty years ago. Okay. Um, 
So this is from thekitchen.com. Kitchen spelled without an E because I, I guess the kitchen with an E was probably taken. So, um, so a lot of uh, genetic breeding. So that's interesting. Um, but essentially, uh, okay, to make this kind of fruit possible, male pollen for watermelons, which has 22 chromosomes per cell, is crossed with female flowers that have chemically altered to have 44 chromosomes per cell instead of 22. No genetic modifications involved in this process, instead resulting watermelon in a triploid meaning it has 33 chromosomes instead of 22. This makes it a sterile hybrid of the traditional watermelons, which means it's incapable of producing mature uh, and therefore fertile black seeds. So any seeds seeds the fruit tries to produce remains immature hollow shells, which are the white seeds that are common in seedless watermelons. Huh. Wow. So, but there's no GMO process. It's just the breeding. Yeah, it's just the breeding. Hmm. That's actually pretty neat. Yeah, I did not know that. What the hell? <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah, that 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 is how. But it doesn't tell me if the I don't I don't think so. I guess the shape doesn't really tell you the difference. I think the shape is just the shape. Yeah, they they could have been from different sources, like different farms, and yeah. maybe they just have different environments. Yeah, but but all of this, they all looked the, like all of the seedless ones looked the same, and they were all small and spherical, and all of the seeded ones looked large and ovular. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Have was, you uh, have was, you seen uh, uh, have you seen the like shaped watermelons from Asia, like the heart shaped and the cube shaped and everything like that? The carved ones? No, shaped watermelons. So like, so I think it was like in Asia that this is popular. But they, what what it is is when the watermelon starts growing, they put a plastic mold around it, so that when the watermelon starts growing, it grows grows into that mold, right? So now because it's like a plastic mold, and there's no way for it to like expand anymore like that then it takes that shape. So then they can create cubes, like hearts, and everything like that, just like 3D molds. No, I, I haven't seen those. I've only seen, like, the carved art of watermelons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my, what's it called? My grandma is really good with, like, carving, like, art in, like, fruit and stuff like that. My mom used to be, too. They used to do it for the restaurants and stuff. When uh when I was younger, my family would celebrate Easter, and we would we would my mom would carve out like a bunny cake. Uh huh. She would use two circular pans. One circular pan being the uh, the head of the bunny, and then the other circular pan we would cut it in such a way where we would cut two big ears out and one bow tie. Okay. And we would decorate it with like licorice and M and M's and and bubble gum and stuff like that. So that's the only food carving that I have experience with. That and like cutting a turkey. Yeah, yeah. Nah, my my parents used to do um, or my mom used to do that. She used to um, 
She used to like carve like. Wait, that's not real. No, dead ass. Like, look, click the article. These aren't real. Click the article. Click the article. Dude, that heart cannot be real. Click the article. Look at how they do it. What the heck, dude? Oddityball.com, dude. This is not. No. Oh wait, wow, that is real. I told you. <laughs> I wait, told you. wow. That's nutty. Yeah, they, no, they, I'm they... actually shocked that. Like, how hasn't one eight hundred flowers hopped on this? Uh, that I don't know. I, I I don't know. Or like an edible arrangement, sending one a heart, someone someone a heart shaped watermelon. Yeah. Uh, actually, is this real? Because you're you're right. The source is kind of kind of sketchy here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the video makes it look very real. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'd have to see someone cut it open. I th- I think I think I've seen this like on some YouTube video where they were doing this. So I'm gonna say it's real. All right, someone can prove me wrong. I, I I'm okay with that. I don't care about getting proven wrong about this. Wow, this is. I hope it's real. It it looks like it could be done, right? Like, this yeah, seems no. pretty yeah pretty reasonable. Yeah. I actually saw this this picture of some dude. Which I thought was really impressive. He 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 built a chair. Well, okay, he grew a chair. He interfered with the growth of this tree and grew it into the shape of a chair. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah, it's really really interesting. I'll, I'll send you the picture, mm-hmm. and it's it's like wonderfully done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's coming your way. It's really, really cool. So I guess if you could do this, then you could shape watermelons. I'm all, I'm all about it. Yeah. Or or vice versa. If you can shape watermelons, you can do this. That's that's dope. I, but man, trees take forever to grow. This takes. This uh, had to take this guy years. Oh man, yeah. Look at his beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like wow, I, this must have taken him so long, and you can't really mess up. Right, like you really can't afford to mess up. You can't, <laughs> yeah. Like, no. I guess you could, you could just like cut it down, but that's a yeah. waste of time. It is a huge waste of time that happens. It's like baking, you know. It's like, you, like when you bake something, if you fuck up, like you won't know until like your cake is done. Until you and, and or until you eat it when you take your first yeah, bite. Exactly. Like so it, you don't if you're know. off at like a small like a gram of salt or like a gram of sugar, you're kind of screwed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's one thing my mom always says. Like whenever we're cooking or baking, she always says, like, when you're cooking, you can afford to make a mistake. When you're baking, there's no mistakes involved. Everything must be perfect. Yep. Like, that's when, like, recipes really matter. Like, you can like you could take a lasagna recipe and, uh-huh. like, add an extra three pounds of cheese or an extra pound of meat, and you're fine. Yeah, but you can't you can't add an extra gram of sugar or an extra gram of uh, cinnamon to a pie. Yeah, or you're screwed. Yeah, no. So yeah, my dad, my dad. So my dad calls cooking an art, and he calls baking a science. And, okay. And because and because of that reasoning, so in in an art like with art, right? If you fuck up, you can on the fly make a change to it, and then it's still art it's so good you can still fix it right like you know in music if you're playing a live performance and you fuck up you can keep playing you can incorporate that in your you know song right like i've seen 
Sinister Gates like play his solo and then like his string breaks mid solo and he just switches strings and just plays uh on plays the rest of the solo improved and I'm like this is fucking insane like he knows how to do this right so and then like with artists like you know if you screw up you can fix it you can change it uh or you can just uh or like even with like tattoos right like uh when when someone fucks up a tattoo and you go and get it redone it still looks incredible cuz like you just, you know, overlay on top of it, and it looks great, right? But with baking, it's a science because it's an experiment. You try one thing, and then, you know, like your mom says too, it's like, if you fuck up, like, you won't know until the end, and then you're like, fuck, I fucked up. So then you have to go back to the start. There's nothing you can do. It's actually really interesting that your dad kind of calls it a science, like how it's so exact. Yes, yeah. And I can only imagine, like, I guess the first person to ever try to bake a cake must have been, like, so many tries and must have hated the, the process yeah. of having to measure everything out and, like, finding the right balance between all the ingredients and how long do you cook it for, what temperature is it on, right. how much salt, how much sugar, how much flour, right. how many eggs. Right. That must have been – there's so many variables. Like, it's, it's a finite set of variables. Yeah. But first, they had to find the variables and then – try to find the right combination of how much you need. Like, what are the ratios for each ingredient? Yeah. That must have been hor- horrific. Yeah. Nah. That, I, you know, like, the thing is, I, I, I feel like one day I want to have, like, a podcast conversation with my dad. Just because, like, he, he know, he's learned about all this shit already, and, like, he knows about everything. And, like, I've listened to it, and, like, I, I've paid attention, but, like, I really want to have, like, a legit conversation and ask him all these questions. Because, like, it's it's interesting man it's like you know he knows so much about baking and he knows so much about like just food in general so it's like how how do you get that good you know like you you go to school and then you experience it like i guess but there there's probably something else to it i don't know why like what what is what is the secret sauce to anything yeah it's it seems like it's i guess from I don't know if I would even consider myself an expert in anything. I'm I'm really good at a few things. And the only way that I've gotten good at those things is just by practice. And I think any any expert in anything will just tell you practice and consistency. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. You know, my dad my dad always talks about like consistency. He always talks about like, you know, like just because like, you know, one of your restaurants is super like um super um is it uh popular and like uh it's doing really well it doesn't mean the next restaurant you open is going to be the same right um but the one thing that you can always keep consistent as a chef is your cooking style right that's the one thing that you can control and you can do and like as long as you can hone that craft and then keep that consistent like people will follow you because of that you know so and like for my dad um like damn like he is actually a great chef he made he, so so we went for my sister's graduation right and uh my dad's like told my sister to buy like a prime rib and he was gonna make prime rib uh for everyone and holy fucking shit that is the best prime rib i've had in a very long fucking time it was perfectly seasoned and cooked like perfectly to like medium rare rare like whatever like just the, and he and the, and the craziest part about it is like so like 
my dad was telling us like uh, in the kitchen, he was like, you know, they used to back in the day, like you used to have to just kind of like set the temperature and like eye it and hope for the best, right? But now with technology and stuff, you have like you know uh, thermometers and you just like stick in the thermometer outside, like in in the oven without having to open it and then have it have it display the temperature outside, right? And you can you can monitor the temperature really well, and because of that, you can get your your prime rib to the exact temperature and that's what like um all the chefs do nowadays right so but the but the crazy thing about it is my dad knew the spots to cut for the right uh right like temperature so like if so my i think uh hans's dad wanted like more medium closer to medium medium rare you know then my dad like cut the right spot for that and then when you want it rare he just cut right in the middle so like he knew like the spots and sections where it's going to be the rarest where it's going to be like the more medium spots because of xyz so i was like oh damn like i knew that i would know that for a steak but for a whole prime rib i have no idea i wonder how man i don't know when this became a thing but how did he cook it was it in an oven a grill uh, for the prime rib, he seasoned it, and then after that, he threw it in the oven for like two hours. I'm sorry, you cut out. He put it where? Uh, he threw it in the oven for like two hours. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So I I remember th- there's two kinds of ovens, right? There's convection, and then there's what's the other one? Um, isn't it like the wood fire ovens and stuff? I think it's con it's convection and c- conventional. Yeah, convection and convection. Con- okay. Conventional and convection ovens. Okay. Um, What's the difference? I, I think the conventional ones is just like stationary heat. Like you would have those bars or that radiate heat, and that would just give you like a very directed source of heat. Okay. So that if if you weren't rotating your dish or your meat or whatever whatever you were making, yeah, it would just have a direct line of heat, and only certain parts would get cooked thoroughly. Okay. I think the convection ovens have uh, like a, an internal fan that circulate the air. Okay. That way, it's like an even cook throughout. Okay. Um, so I think that's also like a skill that chefs or any any good cook knows is like how to use their tools, just like with any mechanic, like they know how to use their tools properly. Yeah. Like knowing know, knowing your oven and knowing how it works. Yeah. Or even just like knowing your stovetop. Is, oh yeah. Will make you a much better chef. Oh yeah. That way, you can be more consistent with your cooking. No, for sure. Like, um, depending on like what tools you're given to do X, Y, Z dish, like you have to. So I, I think what makes a good chef, you know, I, I think is like being able to adapt to what tools you have, right? So like my my mom can make uh fried rice and pad thai and stuff like that on the normal stovetop, but she doesn't like to because it does change. Like the flavor is a little different if you do it on uh, a normal stovetop versus if you do it on a wok, right? Um, and the thing is with good chefs, like they know how to like adapt to it and say, okay, fuck it, I can do, I can use what I got and do it still. But you know, certain tools really do affect you know what you how how you get certain things out of it. So like. So like my sister does the same. Like she knows how to make pad thai and all that other stuff without a wok, but she does also say like it is slightly different uh, if you don't have a wok 
Because with a wok, you have a much higher flame and you have a much higher surface area and the pan's much thinner. So when you throw something on the wok, it's, it cooks very, very quickly. So the whole point of a wok is like, when you're when you're cooking, you're throwing the food up and like you know moving everything because you you don't want it to burn on the bottom of the wok. Whereas if you're on like a stovetop, an electric stovetop, you don't have to do that because the heat doesn't is not doesn't stay as hot. Like you have to leave it on the stovetop to get as hot, which is also why I don't like uh, electric stovetops too when I cook steaks, and it takes me a little bit to get used to. <laughs> Um, so like when, when I just, when I moved to Virginia, right, like I, I kept fucking up my steaks and then kept going, uh, over and overcooking it to like medium because I wasn't used to the heat yet. Whereas if I was using like, uh, a, um, like a normal, uh, gas stovetop, it would have been a little bit more, it would have been easier and more consistent because with gas stovetops, you can, you can adjust it better and the flames more controlled. Whereas on the uh, on the electric, it's it's harder. You just have you have to adjust to how long does the electric stovetop take to like cool down versus like heat up. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that and like kind of showing me. And I remember like when I I had never used I didn't even know electric stovetops were a thing uh, until like uh, the beginning of university when like all the kitchens in university had electric stoves because apparently they didn't trust us with fire, which is probably a good idea. Yeah. But I, I noticed quickly, like simple things became very difficult. Yeah. It's just, a, it's like a whole different ball game, which I didn't, I didn't even think it would be that big of a deal. Oh, so yeah. I, I figured, I figured heat to a heat to a, a, a medium, it, it heats up and you go, you go about your merry way, but it gets super hot, super quick. And it gets too hot too fast, and you can't really adjust the. You, it's hard to adjust the temperature by sight. Yeah. Because the coils get hot and and they're they're red. And yeah. No matter really how, and you're I guess you're judging it by how red they are to see how hot it is. But I find it easier to tell. judge yeah. by the height of the flame or yeah. the intensity exactly. of the flame. Exactly. So like personally, I when when I get my own house, I don't want an electric stovetop. I want an actual like gas stove because it would just make cooking a lot easier a lot faster and like when you're cooking it's just it just makes it so much simpler also eh, i don't know about cleaning i think clean i, I think gas stove tops if you have a good stove top it's going to be really easy to clean so that's the other thing have you, I, I maybe this is a weird question or a weird topic to get into but have you had a hard time cleaning gas stoves before? <laughs> uh, no, but certain designs of gas stoves, uh, they are, it does make it harder. Like, like the new stovetops that like in my mom's kitchen, my sister's kitchen and stuff, they're like, they, they're really easy to clean. Cause all you have to do is just lift up the, uh, the metallic grill that, uh, the pan sits on and then you just clean the bottom. That's it that's like super easy and um it doesn't it doesn't get super messy right so but i think like the old gas stove tops uh that was a little more difficult to clean oh i guess i've only seen the the newer ones i i, I have experience with the ones you mentioned the ones yeah. that you just lift the grill off of and yeah yeah like those those thing. are nice but i i don't know i've seen like old ones where it's just a hassle so it's like yeah Piece the heck out of me, dude. 
Uh, I know I've talked to you about this uh, this sunburn that I have. Yeah. I, I I actually couldn't believe it. Like I've had sunburn before. Have you had sunburn before? I imagine you I've, have. But you, you have had, a dark skin complexion. So. It, I've had it uh, a few times, and the first time I really had it was after Warp Tour with you. Hey, throwback. Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> I, I there was remember no it. shade in sight. I I remember the first. Yeah, there was no shade in sight, and I was like, you know what? I don't fucking need sunscreen. I'm fucking dark as shit. <laughs> and then like the next day, I'm like, yo, my fucking shoulder hurts. <laughs> Dude, there literally wasn't a tree in sight. Yeah, we were dying out there. We were oh dying. Oh my lord. Nah. Um. So. I bring this up because like, I've had sunburn before. I, I usually get it like every summer. Like yeah. once the sun starts coming out, I'll go and sit out and I'll get a little sunburn just to like, I don't know. It just, I seem, I feel like it's a part of the process that you need to get. Like it like introduces you into the summer. Uh, but this, this time it was purely on accident. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, did, when, uh, when you and Richard were hanging out by my place, did you guys go to the, the river? Yeah. 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 We went there. Did you see that big red thing? Uh, I think so. It looked like a it looks like a roller coaster kind of kind of deal with like a little park. Maybe I think so. But we I think we just kind of like walked by because there's like families and kids there. Yeah, probably. So there's this little area like right in the river with like a, a little grass patch, um, and I was sitting there, like laying out on a towel. I was reading for a bit, and eventually I just turned over and kind of just like closed my eyes, listening to music, and I fell asleep. And this is at like. Like right, eleven thirty, twelve. So like, it's it's high noon. Yeah, it's like 80, 89, 90 degrees out. Yeah. and I wake up like at around two thirty. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I roasted. And like when <laughs> when you when you first get sunburned, like you really don't really notice it. Um, but, so like, I'm walking home and like I feel all right. I'm like, oh, I got a sick tan today. It's gonna be dope. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, yeah. I get home i get home and like, i look in the mirror i take my shirt off and like i i i really look like a like like a red corvette i, I can see like the contrast between like like my like my groin and my stomach like oh, the line my. is just yeah it's like it's like night and day like it's it's like pasty white and tomato red yeah and like i was putting aloe and moisturizer on it all day yesterday and I fell asleep, and like I, I couldn't even put a shirt on. I was so it was so painful. Oh. So like I was sleeping uh, on the wood floor last night because it was cold, and like the wood <laughs> floor was really like because when I when I was sleeping on my on my bed, like all the threads oh. were just like r- rubbing Ooh. against my body. Oh, it felt <laughs> horrible. Uh, so, so I got I got up this morning, dude, and I've never felt this way in my life. I went to my bathroom and I turned the lights on, and I'm burning. I can feel like the, the just the light is burning my body. That's so bad. So That's I had to so I had to turn. I was I was living. I didn't leave my apartment today because I I didn't want to go out into the sun. Yeah, yeah. So I I I was like in my apartment all day with all the lights off. That's so. Any, so any bad. light was burning me. It felt oh horrible. God. So so wait. Hold on. You fell asleep for three hours in the sun? Two hours. Two right, and a half two, hours. Two hours? That's wild, man. I feel like... All right. I fall asleep in the sun, right? But, like, I usually wake up within, like, an hour. Like, half hour to an hour. Not two. I, I, I get too hot. Like, I, I my body is actually just too hot, and I wake up uncomfortable. So, I think there... So, I was laying under this big, like, I don't know, piece of architecture. Uh-huh. 
there's like a piece of it where the sun kind of passes over it and yeah. there's some shade. Yeah. So I don't think I was in direct sunlight the whole time. I think like, I don't know. I was probably in direct sunlight for about an hour. Okay. Maybe a little bit longer. Okay. Okay. That that might make sense. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say it was two and a half hours in direct sunlight because I'd probably, I'd probably have more yeah, of yeah. A, a painful so you, experience. So you didn't, you didn't turn now. when you were sleeping or anything, right? You were just laying like that. Not that I, yeah, not that I'm aware of. I'm pretty sure I fell asleep on my back and woke up on my back. Okay. Yeah. You fell asleep on your back and you woke up on your back, but from the picture, you were burned from the front, too. Exactly. What? Wait, if I fell asleep on my back, my front is facing the sky. Oh, fell asleep on my oh. back. Sorry, I thought you meant, like, I you fell asleep with your back. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was on my back. Hey, hey hold up, hold up. Straight homo, dude. Your your shirtless picture, doing work at the gym, my guy. I like it. I like Damn, it. dude. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Appreciate that. Good. I like it. I'm actually pretty bummed. I, th- well, thanks a lot. Thank you for uh, for noticing that. No. Uh, but but uh, I actually I'm, I'm gonna probably miss. I missed to. I missed yesterday. Yeah. Today, <clears throat> and I'm probably gonna miss tomorrow and Wednesday, just because I ca- I can't even move my shoulders. You, yeah. I I. Don't don't go to the gym. <laughs> don't go yeah, to the gym. I, I'm not gonna. And I was thinking about like running, like running and having my Ooh, shirt rub uh, against my body. I can't mm, even. Imagine. Nah, you don't want to do that. Yeah, I was gonna work from home tomorrow and just like be naked all day. Yeah, just <laughs> like, I can't. Just like having clothes on is too painful. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I I need to get back to the gym. I just have like I've had no motivation to go to the gym. I mean, like, I have motivation to go play soccer, so I'm still like in shape more or less. But like. I just don't feel like going to the gym right now. I don't know why, but I I would say like half of the time, I don't want to go to the gym, but I just go anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like I I felt that before too, but now I'm just like, mmm, ah, uh, uh, fuck it. Totally, and and that comes in waves. Like sometimes you just want to kick it and just kind of do nothing. Yeah, but that I think like I think this uh wave of just kicking in and doing nothing is about to pass because like I'm really fucking bored and I'm like if I'm really that bored I might as well go to the gym now, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm I'm probably going to start going to the gym more. But um it's also kind of interesting though. Like so so I went right so I went to Vermont and I was eating a fuck ton of food for like 4 days, right? Um so I gained probably like four pounds, right? So now I was at like in one vacation. Yeah, yeah. Yikes! Yikes! That was like a weekend. Yeah, yeah. I was Damn. eating so much fucking food, dude. <laughs> you I don't were know if you saw. Good. Yeah, I don't know if you saw my Instagram video. My my aunt, when uh, my sister, me, and my uh, parents were coming, she got so much food. We had grilled seafood. We had grilled shrimp. We had suki, which is like. Thai style hot pot. We had, uh, oh my god, we had so much food. I couldn't even finish it all, and I didn't finish it all. I was just like, I'm too fucking full, man. But essentially, yeah, I gained a shit ton of weight. Um, but it wasn't that hard to lose it, I guess. Um, and it wasn't really that noticeable in terms of like how much I gained. But I do, I did kind of feel it when I went back to run. And I was like, dude, I can't fucking breathe. How did you lose four pounds? Like, did you just go to Vermont? Yeah, um, I just, naturally, I don't eat that much. That's the thing. Like, I, I don't normally eat that much anyways. Uh, the amount I eat during the day and also, 
uh, playing soccer uh, twice already uh, helps. Cause oh, for sure. Yeah, because cause right, so I was at 149, right? So the thing is, like, every day, like, your weight goes up and down, like, a little bit, right? So I was at, like, 149, and today I was at 145, right? So it goes up and down, but I, right now it was fluctuating 149, 145. 147 now i think it's fluctuating between 145 147 so i'm already down like two pounds do you think it could have been some water weight since all the food you said like you mentioned sounds like super salty and high in sodium i think it was also a lot of water weight too so so and the other thing is i went to play soccer yesterday i was like 147 when i started playing soccer i think about when i finished i was at 145 yeah so yeah that'll 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 cleanse you pretty well yes yeah, so I, I was oof, man i was sweating at soccer yesterday it was so much fun it was great it was it was so much fun but i was sweating and also so um so this girl that was playing soccer she was like she was like do you want to wear my white shirt because she was like i think she was just uh? I, was, I was i was wearing a red <laughs> shirt Right, because like it was it was red, red and white versus dark colors. But I guess like one of her teammates like said something and was like, "Oh, I thought you were on our team or whatever." And I was like, "We established it's red and white, and I'm the only red player." But okay, and she's like, "You want to wear my white shirt?" I'm like, "Sure." I mean, I I guess. So I, I I like took her white shirt and it was like a big like soccer white shirt, so it's fine. But like I was like, I don't like. Are you sure? Like, I asked her before. I'm like, are you sure you want me to wear this? Cause I'm going to sweat like a motherfucker. And what do you know? I was sweating like a motherfucker. <laughs> Did you just like hand it back to her? Yeah, cause like after we were done, I was. She was like, I was like, hey, do you want? I was like, do you want me to wash this? I can wash this, but I won't be back until probably Thursday. Cause I'm I'm gonna be playing uh, soccer at work on Tuesday, and she's like, "No, I can wash it." And I'm like, "Okay." So I handed it to her, and it was like I jumped in a pool. Like that's how drenched that shit was. Right. So I, I I told her I was like, "Hey, look, I like. Do you really want me to wear it?" I'm like, "I can," but I'm gonna tell you right now. You know. But she had a problem with me wearing a red shirt, even though the whole team already knew I was the only person with a red shirt that was on their team. So, whatever. That's a high key yikes, man. It's probably like hanging on her wall or something. Like yeah. you don't keep that. Yeah. Unless you're a psycho. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, man. That's that's how sweaty you get when you play soccer. Well, if you run around that much, some people don't run, but yeah. I mean, like just I don't know something about other people's perspiration doesn't uh mm. doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Uh brother. All right, so let me ask you, what do you want to do this like podcast thing like a weekly thing or like what's going on with this? I don't know. Ah, well man, this is your your podcast. You got to you got to set up the schedule. I'll send you the audio files and stuff and then like uh then we can post it somewhere or something. We could toss it on the gram. Nah, where, where can we toss it? I don't think you can toss it on the gram because on the gram, that's, that's an long. hour. <laughs> yeah, 
Yikes. Yeah. Uh, I thought most people posted on like Spotify and like we could put it on Spotify. That'd be or, pretty cool. Or SoundCloud or something. SoundCloud, SoundCloud. dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I, I don't know where people mostly usually post it, but I don't know how to post on like Spotify. You you'd have to make like an account that's like our account, I guess. But I think it's free. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I would think it's free. I think you just, as long as you're giving royalties to Spotify, I think it's free. I guess. Sure. Fuck it. Well, all right. All right. So I'm going to, so I, I'm, I think I'm going to include the sound, uh, the mic check, uh, the first clip of the mic check on here, just because I thought that was pretty funny. So Yeah, we're pretty, uh, we're pretty funny. I'm going to add that in here and then I'll send you like the full audio file. I think this audio file is probably going to be like, I don't know, 200 megs or something like that. I thought it would be longer. It's an hour of audio, right? Yeah. I guess that's not bad. It's like an hour 15 plus the sound check was like another five. So it's like an hour 20 now. All right. That's pretty neat. I mean, pretty cool to post. All right. Cool. Uh, name for uh, the podcast? No idea. No idea? Mm. Yeah. I, I have a clue. We, don't, we also don't even have an intro or an outro. Yeah. I mean. I guess we don't need one. You'll like need one for now until episode, we can figure episode. it out. If anything, we can just like record one later on. We yeah, we like one, I I feel like once once we start establishing, you know what we what it is, you know, I was thinking in my head, what do you think like uh uh podcast being called like uh after college or something? After college. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It seems like that seems like too general. Not too general, but. Like, I don't know. It seems like our conversations are too unstructured, right? Like, we hop so e- like so easily to so many different things. Like, it's not uh, does after college really classify what we're talking about? Um, well, the podcast can be called at, like all right. So, like Ryan Higa's podcast is called Off the Pill, right? And that's just him talking about random subjects all the time and bringing in random guests all the time. The reason why I say after college is because it's just between you and me, and this is like our conversations after college. Okay, I like it. I think we could do something more clever, though. I'm I'm down whatever name you want, man. I don't have any. I, I don't have any. I didn't really think about it. All right, so I guess uh, I guess we'll think about it for next time. Yeah, I think we should toss around some ideas. Or uh, maybe maybe get the get the viewers to chime in on this. <laughs> oh, yeah, all the all all our viewers, me and you. All our all our uh, zero viewers right now. Amen. <laughs> hey, all right, so next time we'll figure this out. We'll figure out the name. Uh let's say next. When should we do this next time? Um. I so I'm off this Friday, right? Cause uh, I I just don't have work on Friday. We could do it Friday night. Uh, we can do it Sunday. Sunday probably works best. All right, so let's play. Or some weekday like nine to ten. I could do a weekday too. Um, you want to do a Wednesday? Wednesday, yeah. Now, like, now I'm free on Wednesdays because my show ended. Yeah, let's do it Wednesday. Just do it Wednesday, like nine to ten. 
That works perfect. Right. So, because like I, I'm, I'm so bored on weekdays. So, I'm down with that. I'm down with that for sure. Yeah. So, all right. So Wednesday we'll do this again. Um, I already have everything set up. I'm not gonna touch the mic settings, or if I am, I'm gonna mark it so I don't have to, you know, keep changing this shit. All right. All right. That's the end right. of our first podcast. Um, episode zero. Episode zero. All right. I don't know how that's to crazy. End this. Okay. All right, man. I'll see you. Uh, see you on uh, Wednesday. All right, man. See you then. Later. Peace.